Next week is America Fest. This is pretty much your last week, ladies and gentlemen, pretty much your last chance to get your tickets. We don't have a lot left. Quite frankly, you know, if you don't go today I'd, and, and go turningpointusa.com, tpusa.com, backslash AmericaFest, get your tickets in because honestly, I don't know how much longer these things are going to be available. Now, we do have the promo code going. It's POSO, all caps, capital P-O-S-O. Use that for up to 25% off. But this thing, it, everything kicks off next Saturday, the 18th. It runs to the 21st, Phoenix, Arizona. So get your tickets, get your travel, get your lodgings, get everything set up because this thing is coming. And once it goes down, you are going to be like, wow. I can't believe the amount of FOMO that I have because I could have gone to America Fest, the very first one, and I didn't go. Ladies and gentlemen, I will see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily. Today's top stories. The White House is urging a new Ukraine defense package amid the Hunter Biden scandal and numerous investigations into his activity. Next, the Milwaukee DA says that the Waukesha suspect's low bail was just a human error. Third, China is establishing, the CCP establishing naval bases on the Atlantic Ocean. And finally, Angela Merkel is finally, finally retiring in Germany. All these stories and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Well, Ukraine is back in the news. Why is it in the news? The White House is telling us that we need to be prepared for a new defense package for Ukraine. We need to put American troops on the border. We need to send American material. We need to care very, very much about defending Ukraine. And the only thing that Putin and the dastardly Russians will listen to is American metal and American muscle. But the question is, why does this White House care so much about Ukraine? Well, it's quite simple. The Bidens have many reasons to care about Ukraine. And at one point, they were getting 83,000 reasons per month to care about Ukraine. What are we talking about? Of course, we're talking about Hunter Biden's lucrative lush deal as a board member of the Burisma Holdings Gas Corporation there in Ukraine. We all know what that money was about. And now when President Biden comes out and tells us that we have to worry very, very much about Ukraine, it's very interesting to a lot of people looking at this who see it for exactly what it is. So we're told that tomorrow, uh, President Biden and President Putin of Russia are going to be holding a phone call discussing Ukraine and everything that goes beyond this. Now, what's interesting to me, though, is if you understand anything about Russian intelligence, about their capacity within the country of Ukraine, I guarantee you they already know everything that Hunter Biden was up to. We've been through the laptop. I've been through the laptop. I still have a copy of the hard drive. Human Events Daily has that. I'm telling you. What we have is a tiny little thimble compared to what the Russians have on Hunter Biden. Obviously, just obviously, all the stuff that they, that they were accusing the previous president of doing with Russia or, you know, just doing while overseas, I guarantee you, Hunter Biden was doing that and 10 times worse. So listen to Hunter Biden talking about Ukraine when he went on, of all places, Jimmy Kimmel to discuss. 
You wrote in the book, because um, <laughs> I do want to talk about this, you know, the Ukraine yeah. and, or Ukraine and, um, yeah. and it became some, an issue. It became something, it gave yeah. Donald Trump something to grab onto. Yeah. He almost got, well, he did get impeached yeah. as a result of it, but yeah. um, you wrote, did I make a mistake by taking a seat on the board of a Ukrainian gas company? No. Did I display a lack of judgment? No. Would I do it again? No. Yeah, and I, I meant what I said, I meant what I wrote, is that, uh, you know, go to the beginning, is that, you know, I went to Yale Law School. Um, I served on uh, at least a dozen boards before Burisma. I was a vice chairman of the board of Amtrak. Um, I was a chairman of the board of the uh, World Food Program U.S., largest, uh, supporting the largest humanitarian organization in the world. I had a expertise in corporate governance. I was asked to serve on the board for corporate governance, and I was a lawyer at um, Boy Schiller and Flexner, which was how I was first approached. However, what I didn't take into account was the way in which they would use the perception against my dad. Mm. And for that, I, 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 have, uh, I, I wouldn't do it again for that reason. Well, he, he went to different schools, and he had a, a law degree, and he was a lawyer, and of course he's very qualified. It has nothing to do with his family. It has nothing to do with his father's political power. It has nothing to do with any of these things. He's just a good boy. Okay, cut the crap. But back in June, there was a report that came out that the Department of Justice was investigating a lobbying firm linked to Hunter Biden and his activities in Ukraine. This is from Daily Caller. The Department of Justice is reportedly investigating a lobbying firm once hired by the Ukrainian energy company that in turn once employed Hunter Biden, President Joe Biden's son. The Burisma Holdings Company hired Blue Star Strategies. Remember that name, Blue Star Strategies, a multinational lobbying firm founded by alumni of the Clinton administration back in 2015. Hunter Biden sat on the Burisma board at that time. However, Blue Star did not file paperwork with the State Department declaring that it was lobbying for Burisma and most likely violated the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Folks, I'm gonna step back for a second. We can all see what's going on here. America's elites are being bought off by foreign powers. They are bought and sold. This is not something new in human history. If you go back to European history, the Habsburgs, the Great Game, everything, Central Europe, Austria, Hungary, Russia, Poland, Lithuanian Commonwealth, etc., this is an old game. It's a game as old as human civilization itself. But what was new was the United States of America, the U.S. Constitution, and the ideals of a constitutional republic. That's what we've gotten away from. That's what we need to get back to. Our elites, the nobles, right, of our day, have become corrupted by foreign powers. Twitter just kicked out Jack Dorsey as CEO, and they've installed a new woke supremacist as their CEO. Why does this matter? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get on the lifeboats. Get off of Twitter, 
prepare your exit strategy. And that exit strategy, the best one out there, the one that I'm using is Getter. So go sign up for Getter. Getter is the Twitter killer. It's G-E-T-T-R.com. Go sign up today. You will see better engagement. You'll see better conversations. You will see so much better access to all your favorite conservative influencers, world leaders, and politicians, and also newsmakers or celebrities getting on. It's really a great time. It's a great party. Go sign up for Getter right now because we know that they can't stop our signal, so they're going to try to censor us and shut us down. In Milwaukee, so of course the Waukesha massacre that the media has completely forgotten about. I actually ran a search last night on Twitter about this. I went to Jake Taper's Twitter account, and I ran a search for him. I, wrote, I did the search for the word Waukesha, I did parade, I did Christmas, I did attack, I did the name Daryl Brooks, Daryl Brooks, all the all potential permutations of anything that he could have used to tweet about the Waukesha massacre. I couldn't find a single tweet from Jake Taper about Waukesha. He like there was some charity thing that he was involved with and he was brought out to speak over the summer that he had talked about this, but not a single one. So understand, ladies and gentlemen, that when it comes to regime media, and Jake Taper is the leading regime propagandist in America. His voice is the mouthpiece of the regime. Understand that. When you don't see him talking about something, story selection bias is actually one of the greatest crimes and the greatest powers of, regime pro of the regime propagandist because what they don't tell you, what they omit, the stories that they don't elevate to a national level, like this horrific tragedy, but then they will highlight other situations. It shows you exactly what their agenda is. So we, of course, are going to have to do the job that they are not going to do. In Waukesha, the Milwaukee DA had let this guy out over a domestic violence situation, over $1,000 bail, where he had actually, I kid you not, if you look at the police report, he is accused of hitting his girlfriend, I guess his former girlfriend now, with his car after chasing her down to a gas station. Listen to the Milwaukee DA, who's one of these corrupt DAs that made our list of the open prison DAs that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Listen to how he tries to worm his way out of this. This is John Chisholm, take a listen. That is the system that we put in place, and that system actually was operating and should have been followed. It should have been followed. There was a public safety assessment that was done that, that characterized this situation as a high-risk situation. Our default position in this case, because of the laws in Wisconsin, is that we recommend higher amounts of cash. That's not what the law says, by the way. The law says that cash is only intended to bring the person back to court, and non-monetary conditions can be considered factoring in the dangerousness and the risk to the victim and other factors like that. Nonetheless, higher cash bail should have been recommended in this case. In talking to the ADA, what she indicated is that she did not have access to that public safety assessment. It's not because it wasn't done, it just hadn't been uploaded into our case management system. Given the volume of cases she was dealing with, given her jury trial that she was, she was working on, she simply charged the case, she looked at the previous bail, saw that it was 500, and she doubled it. That's it. That's a mistake. That's human error. And it just set in, it set in motion a chain of events that resulted in a tragedy. So there's two things going on with this, all right? Number one is they think half the people out there are stupid and just going to buy it. And unfortunately, they're right. 
But then with the other half, they don't think that who can see through this, right? They don't think you'll do anything about it. They think that you'll hear this stuff and you'll just say, oh, what can I do about that? Oh, too bad. He was let out. He killed all those people. Shucks. I guess it's just part and parcel of living in a modern country. No, we can do something about it. We are going to go through city by city and expose every single one of these DAs for who they are and what they've done. They found a way to do backdoor defund the police. Because remember, defund the police was never about police specifically. It was about empowering crime and empowering criminals. So what are they doing? They're letting them back on the streets. They're letting violence go up. They're letting all of this happen throughout American cities. American carnage, a Christmas parade. There's children, by the way, still in the ICU over this. And we've gone on and we've actually helped some of those fundraisers. If you follow me on Twitter, you've seen that we've helped out some of those families directly. We've gotten over $100,000 for multiple families of the kids that are in there. And I hope that we do more. Honestly, I hope we do more because if there's anything I can do with this platform, if there's anything we can all do, it's helping these families out, especially at Christmas time. But I want to do give a nice shout out to the, um, what was it, the, the grannies, right? The grannies that were out there, the dancing grannies, they've actually returned back to the parades. They're out of Milwaukee. They were just marching at a parade this weekend and they all wore white flowers attached to their lapels in memorial for their members that they lost. So I salute you and God bless you to all the dancing grannies and all the families affected by this horrific massacre that they don't want anyone talking about. Well, according to new reports, classified intelligence that's been released through the Wall Street Journal, U.S. intelligence believes that China is poised to establish its first ever permanent naval installation on the Atlantic Ocean. Where is this going to be? A deep water port in Equatorial Guinea on Africa's east coast. American officials who spoke with the Wall Street Journal indicated that the reports raised the prospect that Chinese warships under the control of the CCP would be able to rearm and refit opposite the east coast of the United States, a threat that is setting off alarm bells at the White House and the Pentagon. Last April, the commander of U.S. AFRICOM, General Townsend, first raised the possibility of this most significant threat of the PLA military Atlantic presence during Senate testimony, describing that Beijing is eyeing a military useful naval facility on the Atlantic coast of Africa, right? Understand what is going on, ladies and gentlemen. China has been using Africa for years at this point to extract resources, to undermine their governments through debt trap diplomacy. They uh, obviously, of course, there was a coup, by the way, back in September in Equatorial Guinea. And I guarantee you that China is making sure that they can do everything they can to work directly with the military junta that's, con that's now taking control of Equatorial Guinea. And they are going to make any deal they want. And folks, they aren't just doing it there, they're doing it across Africa. Take a listen. Since the year of 2018 forum on China-Africa cooperation in Beijing, China and Africa have enhanced their solidarity and mutual trust, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. And China says it will further uphold the principles of sincerity, real results, amity, and good faith in the future cooperation with Africa. And the white paper also says China will continue to seek win-win opportunities while putting the bonds of the two above economic results, starting a new chapter for the China-Africa relation. 
In the past three years, uh, the two has achieved remarkable results in economic aid, trade, investment, agriculture, infrastructure, and industrialization. And data shows from year 2020 to uh, 2021, the trade volume of the two had 38% growth year-on-year, year, reaching 185 billion yuan in 2021. And around 53 billion yuan new contracts were signed by Chinese companies in Africa. And that's a 22% growth year-on-year. Year. The paper also says China will continuously improve the quality of exports to Africa. High-tech products, uh, mechanic and electronic products have consisted half of the exports. Uh, and also China's imports of Africa's service industry have reached 20% growth year-on-year. Year, and China has become the second largest agricultural importer in Africa. And in the very difficult pandemic times, the cooperation between China and the Africa still remains. China has donated a large uh, amount of protective gears, testing equipment for nucleic acid tests, and China has donated more than 1 billion doses of vaccine against COVID to foreign countries and regions. And more than 50 countries and regions in the Africa has received the aid. And Chinese medical professionals have also given medical trainings in the affected area in Africa, tutoring more than 10,000 local medical workers. Also, officials say Chinese people will always remember the help from the Africa when it was hit by the catastrophic earthquake in 2008. In the future, China will continue to deepen the One Belt, One Road initiative with Africa and uh, improve regional stability and creating a shared future for mankind. And this is why you talk to Human Events Daily. It's why you come to Human Events Daily. No one else is going to give you analysis of what China's plans and designs are for the world than right here. Ladies and gentlemen, the holiday season is upon us. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code POSO, get your orders in. You know, we actually just did a couple of extra orders. And on Sunday, my wife, Tanya, was on the phone with MyPillow. There was, um, we wanted to do one order, but ship it to a couple of different places. And so she was able to call them on a Sunday afternoon after church. I was making a gingerbread house with uh, Jack Jr., She's on the phone with them. Even on a Sunday afternoon, MyPillow was able to get on the phone with them, get on the phone with her, figure everything out, make sure everything was on its way. We've even locked in the shipping dates. It's going to be fantastic. So really appreciate that support, level of customer support because I can only imagine what's going on in terms of the volume for them around Christmas time. And it was amazing. And that's, you know, it's all American workers. It's made in America. You've got to go. MyPillow.com, promo code POSO, get your order in now. But... Over in Germany, the leader of Germany, 16 years, and one of the most influential leaders on the entire European continent, one of the leaders seen as the de facto leader of the EU, the de facto leader of Brussels, the head of globalism, Angela Merkel, is finally retiring. Go and look at the ceremony that they gave her, a nighttime demonstration with torches and black uniforms given for Angela Merkel. Celebrating the end of an era. With a torch-lit parade and a military brass band, Germany's military bid farewell to its chancellor of 16 years. Standing here in front of you today, I mainly feel gratitude and humility. 
Humility before the office I was allowed to hold for so long. Gratitude for the trust I experienced. The event is now a tradition for departing political figures in Germany. They even get to pick their own music. One of the songs on Angela Merkel's playlist raised some eyebrows. It was a song from her childhood in East Germany called You Forget the Colour Film by the punk singer Nina Hagen. In her speech, the outgoing Chancellor thanked healthcare workers for their fight against COVID-19. She also issued a warning. Our democracy lives on the ability to debate critically and to correct itself. It lives on the balance of interests and mutual respect. It lives on solidarity and trust and trust in the facts. Whenever scientific knowledge is denied, whenever conspiracy theories and incitement to hatred become widespread, contradiction must be expressed. Merkel is expected to hand over power to Olaf Scholz next week. And what is Angela Merkel's legacy? Well, we've seen it. The crackdowns on the vaccinated that's going on now. The massive influx of migrants in 2015. The rash of sexual assaults that followed thereafter. We've seen the way that she's allowed the CCP and welcomed them with open arms onto the continent. Nord Stream 2. There was a recent interview that she gave talking about all this, and there's an infamous quote from, from 2015 where she had said, we can do it, wir schaffen das. Does that still apply? And she says, we did it. And that despite some setbacks with the mass migrant policy, positive stories have emerged. So we're not going to talk about the New Year's Eve attacks. We're not going to talk about the sexual assaults. We're not going to talk about the car attacks and the fact that Christmas markets across Western Europe now have to have vehicular barricades up because of this. But no, Angela Merkel, you did it. That's right, Angela. You did it. And that's it. That's all the time we have today for Human Advanced Daily. Remember our motto to you, be good, be brief, be gone. But what we do ask of you is that you leave us your five-star review and then you go be that influence agent. Share this out with your normie friends. There's a reason we do this only 25 minutes a day. You get in, you get out, you get the information you need. We do a, we do a little comedy. We do a little bit of analysis. We give you that geopolitical analysis, but we talk about things that no one else is talking about. The crime that's going on in our streets, the way the CCP is advanced, around the world, what's really going on inside the White House, where else are you going to hear that and where else are you going to hear that so fast? But before we go, it's time for today's moment of history. Really cool one today. Today in 1877, Thomas Edison made the first sound recording when he recited Mary Had a Little Lamb into his phonograph machine. Think of that. The entire history of recorded sound only goes back to 1877. Imagine what we could have had before that. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.